Des Moines. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Are you arrested? I, I was too busy getting busy, dude. <laughs> Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you for the next couple of hours. Uh, glad you've elected to spend some time with us as we talk sports with you. Coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list for the day, only one guest in the first hour, Jeff Hughes, a Bears blog. Going to get our first look as uh, the Bears and the Packers in the NFL's longest rivalry, oldest rivalry. They'll collide uh, tomorrow night as the curtain goes up on another NFL season for the 100th time. The curtain rises on an NFL season. Couldn't think of two better teams to um, lift the lid, if you will, than the Packers and the Bears. Uh, and we'll talk to Jeff Hughes and get the Bears' perspective on that. I'm assuming my partner will have lots to say as well because yes. that is his squad. In the 11 o'clock hour, uh, Kenny White, our buddy from Vegas, KennyWhiteSports.com, will uh, join us uh, right off the bat in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll take a look at week number one in the NFL. He gave us some tips on how to handle college football early. We'll uh, pick his brain uh, in the same fashion regarding the NFL. He joins us at uh, 11. David Kaplan, our buddy uh, from Chicago, courtesy of our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Uh, Cappy joins us at about 11.20 as the uh, Cubs put another one in the wind column last night over a really bad team, <laughs> the Seattle Mariners. And then uh, we'll wrap things up with a another a weekly spot, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Uh, he is uh, the Sporting News' national uh, college football uh, writer, and Bill will join us as he does every Wednesday at about 11.40 as we go around college football. But it was baseball night at my house last night, Trent, and the end of Hard Knocks, although admittedly only got halfway through of it. They just started cutting guys when it. Uh, um, I decided to tune in, or turn in rather for the rest of the night, so we'll finish that up. Uh, but baseball night... We'll do a little bit of recapping that, take another look back at Iowa and Iowa State from week number one, and maybe we feel differently today about uh, what we saw over the weekend. Perhaps not, but how are you? Doing well. It was fantasy football night in the Condon household last night. Yes. Uh, we had You're not a... going to share your team, are you? No, no, no. Good. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Bad beats. It's a different level of bad beats when you're talking about your fantasy team, but had the family league with my wife and all of her family, so... That so was that's going to be like stealing money for you, right? Well, you would think so, but I finished third last year, so uh-uh. it wasn't stealing money in the family league. We'll hope to do better this year. Who did you have? Kidding. Yeah, <laughs> not going to go down that direction. But it was fun. Got to sit on the couch. Both kids were sleeping for about 20 minutes. <laughs> together. I mean, to, at, at the, the same, same time. time. Nice. So we got to sit on the couch together. That was the first time, now in over two weeks, that we got to sit alone together on the couch for 20 minutes. Mm. We each had her. She had her laptop out. I had my phone. We were drafting and talking football. Beautiful. It was a fun evening for She's 20 minutes. She's a keeper, Trent. She's a keeper. That she is. I'm a lucky, lucky man. So good time last night, fantasy. 
Watch the Twins about blow it last night. Yeah, help me out with that because I never, for whatever reason, I just got into that Cubs game and never <laughs> left it. So they got a win, 6-5, uh, over a you know Red Sox team that's not going to the playoffs. They're but, not. But they're still the Red Sox, and the <laughs> game is still <clears throat> at the Fenway Pack, so it's uh, not easy to go in there and win. Um, Barrios on the mound tonight for the Twinkies, and that's what I've got um, on my plate, but uh, help me out with last night. It was jumped out to a 6 nothing lead, got oh, ahead really? right away. Yeah, they... they one nothing, and then they had back-to-back homers with Cruz and Sano a little bit later in the game. 6 nothing, coast, right? You'd think. Not so But I also fast. thought the Mets were home-free last night, too. Oh, I mean, you talk Ooh. about a bad beat. Wow. Historically bad. That was incredible. Seven runs they gave up in the ninth inning to lose that one. It just And put a six spot on the board in their top of the <laughs> right. ninth inning. And Trent, they gave up seven runs while only recording one out. I didn't even realize that part yes. of it. It just... It's baseball. You Ooh. never know what you're going to see. Game and here's in the a game crazy out. part of that game. You know who started in that game, right? Scherzer, Scherzer, Degrom, Degrom on the other side. I, I do. <laughs> Scherzer all of was those out runs, there. all those runs scored in that game with those two guys on the bump. My God. Back to the Twins for a moment. Yes, please do. Because the bullpen, it was a bullpen game. Dobnik, not Dubnik, as we've been saying the probably two times we mentioned the guy's name. Right. Same pronunciation. Dubnik's the goalie. The goalie for the yes. Minnesota. And maybe franchise. that was the reason that it was on the mind of of my Minnesota fandom when I when I heard it. But Dobnak is is how they were saying it. Marty Gellner, something like that. I don't know his pronunciation. I need to work on that one. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be part of things come playoff time. So maybe you don't have to work on it. Maybe then. not. But it was a bullpen game. He started, went an inning. Then Lewis Thorpe came in. He was good for a little while. May on down. Taylor Rogers about blew it again. Oh, no. He got it done, gave up a run in the eighth, and he came in with a runner on, gave up a run there, but uh, was able to get the save in the 6-4 lead that cut to 6-5. But held on, got the victory, looked good in the ninth, then he gave up a hit there, got it, finished it. Dyson was really good last night. Trevor May's been good. Since he came back, he took a he had a little trip to the IL. Since he has come back, Trevor May's been good, and these are the pieces that all need to be there. We know come playoff time, when you're seeing the Yankees and Astros, you have to have everybody at a top, top level. Is it likely? No, it's not. But with that offense, who was it? Kurt Warner? Anything's possible? I is, can't is, that he, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. As he was yelling at Jesus. I think a lot of people said that anything is possible. Over he the- was the famous one where he was, was screaming after that. the Super Bowl championship and they had the microphone there and he hollers up to the skies, anything's possible! Was was uh, was March crying? Uh, March, oh. uh, Vermeil crying? Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, you have to assume. Absolutely. That yeah. was the case there. Anything's possible with this Twins team just because of that offense. And they did it last night in Fenway, including Sano's so shot. It was out to center field. you got to watch this one, Ken. It was traveled a ways, did it? So now, what are they in front? Six and a half. Six and a half. Indians lost again last mm. night. Home free. Well, we said that in June, and then it got a little did. hairy. Did, did it not? In fact, they gave up the lead in that they division. Did. Look to their credit, they came back and they've retaken it. And it looks as though they're going to pull away because, as we mentioned, the last two weeks are Cupcake City, and they're going to see a lot of the White Sox mm-hmm. and a lot of baseball's worst team. You know, the Orioles aren't the worst team in baseball. The Detroit Tigers. The Tigers. They're I mean, playing under 300 baseball, aren't they? Yeah, uh, they are playing, uh, yeah, 294. 294. Is Gardner, does he walk away after this year? Oh, I, I don't understand how you couldn't. It's, I mean, that's not how you want to be remembered. I mean, maybe you won't remember him that way. You remember him as the, as the twin skipper. Speaking of the Indians and the Tigers, mm-hmm. they are the Indians are 14-1 and against the Tigers this year. 14-1. You take away that 14-1 record. But you can't. They're not even in close to the wild card mix 
Yet there they are. They're very thankful. There'll be a, a gift basket sent away, I think, to the Tigers after the season from the Indians if they do indeed hold on. Though they are right now... Uh, they're tied, tied, correct? Tied with the A's for the final wild card spot. Yeah, it's it's uh, going to come down to those two. I think the Red Sox are too far back. Uh, meanwhile, the Cubbies got it done last night. They are now two and a half games up in the wild card. Is the deficient? And that's not because they play ten times. Ten times, ten games left against the Cardinals. Yeah, seven of the final ten are against the Cardinals. So I guess conceivably, but Trent, the Cardinals just keep winning. And Flaherty, who had a bad outing two starts ago, I think, and he'd been terrific. Um, he was Flaherty again last night. At least uh, when I was watching, had a no hitter going for a while. And mm-hmm. I, I just this Cardinal team, uh, their their guys are hitting, uh, their guys are pitching, and I still think that the Cubs have a better roster. But you know what? The Cardinals may be a better team overall because they're playing some good baseball, and I'm not sure they're coming back to the pack. The good news is, and we'll certainly focus on this, even in the middle of football season, and it's hard to. I mean, we had an unbelievable historic weekend. For the first time in the history of baseball, in the history of baseball, and they've played some baseball over the years, Yes, they have. There were were two teammates who had back-to-back 14 strikeout games. Verlander against the Jays in the no-hitter. And then Garrett Cole, the very next day, did the exact same thing. He accomplished his in six innings. Think about that. 18 outs, 14 by strikeout. Look, May, June, July, Mm -hmm. August, we come to work. We're starting the show with that. We might be. Yeah. This uh, we we got to it a couple of days later. Right. It's football season, no. uh, but baseball moves our needles, and um, you know we're glad for it. The Cubs, on the other hand, Trent Chris Bryant is out. He has not been good. You know what? Remember when? Remember when they were in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he missed the last game of that series. And I think they had an off day before they went to Milwaukee, and we were shocked. They spent the week in Milwaukee that he was back in the lineup as quickly as he was. He's not the same guy. No, not at all. And it's something that I brought up at the time, even if you feel eh, he'll be able to come back in a couple of days. At that point in the season, didn't make sense. It's not the old 15-day disabled list. It is now the 10-day injured list. Yeah, you're not hamstring with the, with, uh, hamstrung with uh, your guy being out for two-plus weeks. Right. It's a week and a half. Ten days, you can get through it, and they have pieces that they certainly can play there. It's not like... Bryant's the everyday third baseman. We see him play in the outfield. He does some different things out there. You can put Bodie there. Now you can put Zobras there. Hap was there. Hap was at uh, left uh, third base last night. Why don't you right now just get in front of this? Get in front of this right now. The knee injury is back. He is sore once again. Get in front of it and put him on the 10-day IL, and he'll be back on the 14th. It's not crazy. Look, it's not like he's carrying this baseball team. No. It's it's far from that. You know who's carrying the baseball team? The best pickup at the trade deadline. Maybe (laughs) maybe in the history of the trade deadline. Oh, man. I mean, Castellanos is unbelievable. He had a three-run jack again last night. He's been unreal. You know what? And we'll talk to Cappy about this, uh, David Kaplan, about an hour and ten minutes from now. Okay, we talked to Cappy about this because we tape Cappy every morning at uh, or every morning every Wednesday at eight thirty-five as he's on the air in Chicago. But Castellanos is he's a must sign to me. He's a guy that you have look. He wants to be there. Mm-hmm. He comes into he comes into work every day. Every day is opening day. I mean that's going to be on a T-shirt uh, for this Cubs team. That's what he says every day. He's got a smile on his face. I would guess that you know a lot of that 
is based on him getting the hell out of baseball purgatory in Detroit. Speaking of that team playing 294 baseball. Right. So uh, he, he leaves there hopelessly out of anything and, and trying to avoid being historically one of the worst teams in the history of the sport. Comes to a team that's packing the b- building every night. Although last night, school must have been back in yesterday. Yeah. There were a bunch of empty seats for the first time, and I can remember in months at Wrigley Field, looking around the, the pan shots of the uh, of the ballpark. And I'm still, I'm sure they put a you know thirty plus in the in the park. But Hard to get excited for the Mariners coming in no, that's on true a Tuesday too. night after Labor Day. That's well, even with for, uh, uh, Felix, King Felix against John Lester. That's not bad. King Felix. No, he's not the same guy. No, no. not at all. No, and but he dominated well, Trent. He Lester's dominated. bounced back though. Didn't I tell you? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of torn on this one. I'm with you. Um, he certainly, two starts ago, his start prior to last night was great. Now, you look at that box score from last night, six innings, nine strikeouts, no runs given up. Mm-hmm. Okay, 110 pitches, quality start. That's All good. Right. But he wriggled off the hook three times with bases loaded. Now, here's, sure. the, here's the good news if you're a Cubs fan. They were loaded with Mariners. <laughs> Right. Right. This isn't like they were yep. loaded with yep. Nationals or Braves or Cardinals or Dodgers. Still positive, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go half full on this one and think that you know this was good, but he was able to the veteran in himself was able to get him work himself out of this. The perfect example in the first inning, bases loaded. Oh boy, here we go. You have to get out Tom Murphy. You could have given me 100 guesses. I wouldn't come up with Tom. I watched the game last night, and I wouldn't have got it. And Ryan Court. Now, Ryan Court, I would have. He's a cool story. And the reason I know it is I've watched the the two series. Ryan Court is a kid. Not a kid. He's 30-something. 31. 31. Grew up in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Went to Illinois State. Went to Illinois State. Huge Cubs fan. 2016, he's at the parade when the Cubs win the World Series. This is how much he loves this franchise, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of pauses as I cough in this program today. You're battling. Yeah, I'm battling. But anyway, so he gets, I mean, this is his, this is his team, right? He loves the Cubs. Gets to play at Wrigley Field, 31 years old. So he plays on, he pinch hits on, on, on the days are mixed up. Pinch hits on Monday. two. Was it Monday? It was, was Monday. Yesterday. It was Labor Day. Right. Pinch hits on Monday. Uh, doesn't do anything. After the game, he's got a gazillion family members there. They're all on the field and he's posing for pitchers. Pictures, not pictures. Pictures. Gets into the game last night. Starts in the game. Gets a base hit. Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, realizes what the base hit means to this kid. Must mm-hmm. have somehow knew the story about you know his fandom and how much he loves the franchise. He was with the Iowa Cubs last year. Tommy Birch checking in with us. Did not know that, Birchy. Birchy's a good baseball man. Thank you, Tommy Birch, for that. And thank you for listening. And so that's probably how Rizzo, I'm sure they were Maybe at camp together, spring it. training, something like that in Arizona. I wondered how Rizzo would know that part. Anyways, Rizzo makes sure, because the ball gets ball gets thrown into the infield, mm-hmm. Lester's back on the mound, getting ready to throw another pitch. Rizzo says, uh-uh-uh, stop the game. Throw the ball to the dugout. That's awesome. That was terrific. Mm-hmm. It was it was terrific. Good on you, Anthony Rizzo, and thank you, Tommy Birch, for that. Um, but yeah, pretty good theater kid, 31 years old. Look, he's never, and this, he's probably playing out the string. You got to think he's 31 years old. He's a, you know, I mean, maybe he's got another triple A uh, opportunity in his future, or maybe not. But he's got a ball now of his first hit for the team that he grew up idolizing, and he'll have that moment forever. In Wrigley Field. Right, in it Wrigley is. Field. 
Tuesdays and Wednesdays are for baseball. They are. You came up with that a couple a year or two ago, and yeah. I, I love it every single time because it is. When we get to September, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, baseball heavy, and then we get to Thursday. And this week, Thursday night, do you like that we don't get the Super Bowl champ to open the season? Because I'm okay I like, with it. I liked that. I don't even know what you... It's not really anything that has been long, what, 10, 12 years seems we've had to that? Be, yeah, that seems to be bright somewhere in that neighborhood. And, and even though it's my team and I'm excited to see my team that I cheer for in the Bears, yeah. and Bears-Packers... Well, and, maybe and they'll open on Thursday next year, Trent, as well, Super Bowl champs. I mean, now, now you're talking my language. I like how you're thinking there. I can't quite go down that road, but... I, I, I think it's a little disappointing. I get what the NFL is doing. It's the historic doing. season, Trent. It's it is. It's the 100th anniversary, and it's the oldest rivalry in football. And by the way, I don't know. if you Have you seen any of the the commercials leading up oh, to yeah. the Peyton Manning? Um, the Peyton Manning getting uh, baptized, I guess, to mm-hmm. become a, beer, a, a Bears fan. And he gets in, what's that, tub of water and mm-hmm. comes out with the, uh, the mustache. The mustache, the Ditka look. And then... Yesterday, Brett Favre and those two dudes in the parking lot at Soldier Field. The super fans from super. SNL. Now, I always thought that the one super fan, the one that's got a little girth to him. George Went. That is George Went, yes, right? Yes, okay, yes, well, that's yes, good. Yes, yes. Good. Well, cheers, fame, cheers, for our younger yes. listeners. Do is, we have to explain cheers? We I think we do at I this think point, we do. Right? I, I'm 39. Yeah. Cheers was a huge part of, of right. growing up, and my parents owned a tavern, so I always wish. Well, I didn't know that. I did wish they? I wish our tavern was more like Cheers, yeah, as opposed to a. Ton Have you of, been to the Cheers bar? I went to the I've, Cheers I've bar. I've never been when to Boston, Boston. Oh, it's beautiful city. Yeah, beautiful city. Want to get there sometime soon? We went to the Cheers bar, had a beer. Yes, yes, got to do it right. Do it right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there was the gift shop, and I think my I don't know what happened, but anyway, I'm glad I did. It was touristy type, touristy thing to do, but saw it. But yeah, Cheers was a. Ooh, that was a great show. For our younger listeners, Cheers was a sitcom in the 1980s into yes. the 90s in a bar. Uh-huh. And it in was Boston. in Boston. The and Ted Danson was a former major league or big league ball player. And, with the Red Sox. Uh, with the Red Sox. And Shelley Long and Kirstie Alley were the, what was the Love interests. Love, what was her name, though, in the show? What was the, I don't Rebecca. Remember. Was it Rebecca? Good yes. for you. Norm. Norm, walking through. That's. Yeah. George Went, George Went, and the mail carrier, John Rasenberger. Yeah, is that his that's name? pretty good. I yeah. think you're right about that. Woody Harrelson was the bartender, coach before him. Who coach I before loved, him, coach him died. He passed yeah. away. Uh, what was the, what's the actress's name? She's married to that little dude, Danny DeVito. Yes, Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman. Good for you, Trent. Oh, uh, cheers! If it's not number one of my all time sitcoms, yeah. it, it's certainly in the top three. No, me too. I, it's 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 very it was very good. If you consider The Simpsons a sitcom, mm-hmm. that's still number one for me. Yeah, it's not. It's Cheers, number two. two. Seinfeld three. Yeah, Seinfeld was really good. I don't have really anything. Good. My reference though, pretty the much ends there in name? the nineties. Uh, Fraser Crane. Yeah, Fraser Crane. Doctor Fraser. Anyways, Crane. Uh, we digress and we get back to sports. As we're way out over the tips of ours. <laughs> that, that ours. But that Cheers, is your, Cheers was good. There's your more for the week for us. Uh, so we're done. We're done with the more. Good stuff. We did manage to get it. In. We did. Uh, but back to baseball and the Cubs last night. They, they needed to win last night. They needed to keep pace with this Redbirds team, which just, just doesn't quit. It's three back. Does it? It almost feels impossible, and it's so silly Seems to say. Like it, right? I agree. They've got they've got ten games left. Ten games against. I mean, right there, you go seven and three. You got the lead. Mm-hmm. You cut four games there, and you're mm-hmm. down three. Mm-hmm. I don't see winning don't seven either. out of ten against this Cardinals either. team, and it is smoke and mirrors. And every time 
I flip it on. Or, you know, let me let me make sure they got 10. Is it seven of their last 10? Seven of the last 10. Is there another series I in there? I don't. Yeah, I think there's one between that. So it's uh, for the Cubs. This is what they have. At Milwaukee, at San Diego, yeah. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and then those final 10 games you mentioned, seven of the 10 against the there Cardinals. So two series left, seven games remaining. Five and two, you cut it off right there. Mm-hmm. And you just got to play better baseball. And with the schedule the Cubs have outside of that, Certainly plausible. The Pirates in there twice. The Padres, Milwaukee here, and the Brewers. They got one last night against the Astros, but ready to throw dirt on the Brew Crew? You've got to be close, right? I think yeah. I am. I think I'm at that point. They didn't go out. They, no. They went out. They got Gio Gonzalez. That was it. Yeah, and, and, it wasn't and, enough. Yeah, that, that's not enough. And the Cardinals didn't do a damn thing. I mean, no. we were throwing dirt on them when they didn't do anything at the right? trade deadline. I feel like I'm running around on baseball at this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of cheating on baseball. gets us through the summer months. It does. Love the sport. We do love, love the, the game. sport. I'm not sure it's a big sports talk. You're right. You know, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, football moves the needle ratings-wise. I'm not sure baseball does. And you have to watch it to be able to talk you about do. it, which we do. So. And and the day-to-day minutia of it, that's the part that I love. And if you don't watch the games, you don't get that part. Right. If you're just a casual fan, you'll flip it on for an inning, mm-hmm. and that's about it. And you'll watch the highlights. You, you, don't, you just don't get kind of the feeling throughout the course of that four or five hours that the games are on, and you're flipping around and bouncing around. You have to be able to do that to talk about it. And... But we do miss it. It's, could you do something with the calendar? <laughs> as far as what? Do you like, want to move like, baseball season up? If the playoffs were going on now, if the season ended a month earlier. Yeah, but it's still as... No, see, October, we we find time for we baseball. We find time like, for it, but it's October. still... And especially because of the NFL. See, if you get started here before the NFL gets going... Mm-hmm. Maybe. So you, you, so you t- t- knock off a whole bunch. You're talking about a month's worth of games. I mean, you go to... That's 20, 25 games off this. 144 games, and you start late March. I mean, they have been starting in late, real late March. Uh-huh. But start more like the March 20th. Too much money, Trent. That's I, too many dates to get You're right. Up. You're I right. I don't think that there's a solution to yeah. this one. I really don't. The um, sports calendar kind of is what mm-hmm. it is now. PGA has changed that? For yes, the they did. Oh, absolutely. You liked it? I did, absolutely. Although I didn't watch any of the FedEx I because didn't football was on, and even it was, you know, and I was watching, I watched a ton of baseball in the month of August. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't watch any of the FedEx. And in fact, Roy McElroy won it, right? Yeah, he, he did. did. He $15 did million. Dollars. God needs him. him. Well, he needs the money. Yes. Good He's been see. struggling. He really has. Uh, both off the course and on the course. Really struggling. <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's uh, at least get a hit on here in Iowa and Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa met the media yesterday. That um, opportunity is not there this week for Iowa State media as the Cyclones are off. Uh, so the next time I believe that the, the crew will get an opportunity will be uh, Monday on Matt Campbell's teleconference and then obviously on Tuesday of Cyhawk Week, which is fast approaching. And by the sounds of things, all of the local talkers on KXNO are going to be part of a four-hour extravaganza. That is the plan. Jack Tri- at, uh, where is it? It's on the Learfield stage. Yes, and I don't know where that is. They they move so many things around. Mm-hmm. I don't know this season where it is. We'll have to ask Chris Williams, because that's where he is every week. Right, which is why, by the way, remember last week we were trying to figure out why in the hell is the KXNO pregame show yes. moved from 9 to 11? It's always 8 to 10. Because well, the, Fanatics, the Fanatic show, show from right? 8 to 9 was mm-hmm. on before the Learfield coverage there. So, yeah, we'll be at that stage, so... Stop on by. We got early shift. I don't know. 
I have not you my want early shift. I, I know do. that. Yeah, I do. I want to get up there and get out of there. <laughs> yes. Get home watching football. Everybody will be making their way towards Ames as Ken Miller <laughs> back to Ankeny in full flight. out of there. You got to take the back way out of there. You take thirty five. Whatever, whatever seems to be the quickest. Yes. Get out of there. Yeah. Didn't find out a whole lot about Iowa State. Because of the bye week. You know what I found out? No, not this week. As, as we go back, and, and again, I was pretty critical of the offense, and I don't think I was I, I was over the top. I really don't. Um, and we talked a little bit about the defense, but maybe not enough. They played well. Oh, my God. Yeah. And here's the thing. As I, as I think the, Lima was about the only guy, but Spears, how well he played. Rose mm-hmm. was sideline to sideline all over Ryan the place. Vance, and I thought about this driving in mm-hmm. today. That trio of linebackers that Iowa State's going to, because Spears graduates, mm-hmm. but if it is Will McDonald, yep. he'll be a sophomore. Vance and Rose are juniors. Wow. Think about that trio. Yeah. I mean, this is... They built remember, depth up front in me, front of them, yes, too. they have. You remember A.J. Klein mm-hmm. and... Uh, Jake Knott. Jake Knott and old 52, uh, uh, George, Jeremiah George, Good right? Point. Yes, yes. Um and I'm pretty sure they were a they were the linebacking trio for at least one year. I know Klein and not obviously right. They so were both of those guys NFL players, and AJ Klein is still playing in the league. But these two kids, mm-hmm. and I think Will McDonald, you know, he's kind of like that. And we say this all the time, and you look at him, what the hell are you talking about? He's kind of like that. Give me a breed of a big dog, you know, like a big dog, uh, a greyhound. Or no, no big, give me a bigger. What's the what's Marmaduke? Yes, he's a big dog. So they're all legs when they're born, right? Right. right. And the body's small, and you got to grow into yourself. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I see. Will McDonald right now is he's he's learning to play the position, and he's still growing into his kind of that position, if you will. Because once he gets it, once that light goes on, Mike Rose's light went on very early in his career. And Orion Vance, if what we saw this weekend is uh-huh. any indicator, that's a special trio. And he didn't even mention the best name of the group. Yeah, Paul Vermacher. Paul Vermacher, who we heard a ton about during yep. August camp and how well he's been playing. And Hummel will be a senior, so yeah. he'll, he'll get some. But uh, look, they've got some guys they're going to have to replace, obviously, <laughs> on that uh, uh, offensive or defensive line. Bailey and Lima, Lima pretty Bailey. big Pieces Johnson as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones for sure. Uh, Wazirike's got another young. year. He does. Um, and the defense as a whole, they did Eisworth play well. Worth may have. He's got another year of eligibility. I would anticipate that he's there for it. But uh, anyways. There's great a, Dane. Thank you. Somebody a great Dane. There you that's go. The, that's the breed I was looking for. Well, and the kind of quarterback that we saw from you and I, and McIlvain, who played so well. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just, he was fun to watch from the get-go. They went to him. They gave him an opportunity, gave Trent, him a couple of simple routes. I had no idea routes. this kid was going to be as good No, I had no anticipation. Panthers got something there. You know what else they, they got? got? We didn't even talk about it. You know what else they've got? A defense. Well, yeah, but it's, I think it's even bigger than that because this one was a stunner to me. Kicker? Yes. Get the kid from Cedar Falls. Holy crap. Saw him and he a wasn't up in the supposed dome. to be the kid, was right. he? Right, yeah. The, their starting kicker, a guy that's been there the last couple of years, was hurt. Trent, he's hitting 50 yarders. On the grass. Right. Without a doubt, 50 yarders. Going What's his name? Cook? Cooking, kicking from a tee yeah. in high school, right. in the Unidome. Right. That's where Cedar Falls High so School you plays. So you, yeah. you saw him play? Last year in their two games uh, yeah, in the championship mm-hmm. against Waukee and then the championship matchup against Dowling, he was really good. That Cedar Falls team was really good, mm-hmm. too, and had Dowling on the ropes. But he was impressive. But oh, my God. A lot of times you just can't tell because kids kicking off a tee, it's a huge difference. And then kicking on grass, 
it's a huge difference. He was really good. This UNI team, we've seen them do these things before, though, and kind of hit into some hiccups. The Missouri Valley Football Conference is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Not just North Dakota State. Jackrabbits. S- South Dakota State's good. South Dakota's good. The Coyotes, on and on and on. Western Illinois. Last year, Indiana State, who's normally awful with Ryan Boyle, the far- former oh, Dally yeah, quarterback. Good. They went 7-4 and four a year ago. This conference is really good. Keep your head above water. That near-win, triple-overtime lost Iowa State will keep them in the mix to get in the playoffs. But it's not just about getting in. Farley needs a run. He needs to get a run. It's been a while since they made a run in the playoffs. More than winning a game, win a couple. Get to the semifinal, something like that. I think that would cure some of the concerns up in Cedar Falls. He's been there two decades. Trent, I I sense some Farley fatigue. Yes. I do. Yeah. Um, anyways, that was um, you know good on you and I. Good on the fact they got a quarterback and they certainly have a kicker, uh, without a doubt. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We will get into the NFL. The curtain goes up on season 100 with the NFL's oldest rivalry tomorrow night. By the way, yes, if anyone doubted whether we could keep a secret, <laughs> the answer is absolutely we can because we were... I'll let in on a little a little secret as to what potentially will be coming down the road with the Minnesota Timberwolves slash Iowa Wolves. Yes. And it became official, at least the first part of it, with Lindell Wigington signing mm-hmm. uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know when you're driving up, what is it, 2nd Avenue and you're heading from Principal Park to where you get on the interstate at 235 there and on Wells Fargo, which would be the southeast corner of the building they've mm-hmm. got it was doug thomas one year who else has been that? jeff horner jeff horner was on that that oversized mural of a former in-state college yep. basketball player i think there's going to be a canadian on that i think you're right but and we were asked to uh because we were told about this and said that you can't say words. and then very quickly hey don't say anything right i don't know whoop we've made a mistake here we shouldn't <laughs> right. have told these two knuckleheads anything uh, but we um, kept, kept it, it under wraps. wraps and it became official anyways jeff hughes next the bears blog we will talk packers and bears we continue it's miller and condon we're on des moines sports station it's 10 30 14 60 hugs des moines sports station 1460 kxno All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. You like this one? Oh, it's all right. I like your team, Trent. I like your team this year. I do. Uh, Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog. He will slide on in here as we talk a little Bears, Packers, and take a look at the Bears uh, season-long forecast. Hello, Jeff. Trent and Ken. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing pretty well. Um, where are you as far as excitement for this season? We talked to David Kaplan. He says in Chicago it's just off the charts as far as excitement uh, in anticipation of what might be a special season. Do you get the sense that uh, uh, that, that excitement is, uh, is in the right place? I think it's 100% in the right place. If you're not going to get excited about a football team like this vintage of the Chicago Bears, then you're never going to get excited about a football team. They they did everything in 2018. They built everything right in 2018 to make you believe that was the first step in a process. Now, I understand apprehension. Bears fans have believed before that they were on the right path and found themselves with a new coach two years later. Right. This feels very different to that. 
The culture has changed. The roster is terrific. It is the best defense in football. I don't think that'll even be close this year. Everything is there, and it's now about a couple of things going the breaking the right way. And this team should be a Super Bowl contender. Talent certainly there on the defensive side of the ball. That hasn't changed from what they were a year ago. The man running the ship, though, defensively, will be different. Chuck Pagano takes over as defensive coordinator. Vic Fangio now in Denver as the Bears will see them in Week 2 as the head coach. Your thoughts on what we're going to see from Pagano and, and differences defensively out of this team, talent aside. So, so the, the Fangio approach to defensive play calling was... I wouldn't call it passive, but it was far more passive than what you will see from Pagano. Fangio disguised coverages. He often rushed three, sometimes he rushed two, and relied on confusing the opposition. And most coaches will tell you he's a very difficult coordinator to game plan against because he gives you different looks, and then he does many different things out of those looks, and oftentimes they're unexpected. Now, it frustrates Bears fans when they see Khalil Mack dropping into coverage. Uh, but when you have a guy like Leonard Floyd who's terrific in coverage, that's what leads you to having these sort of system changes. Pagano's a go-get-em guy. He, I think you're going to see a lot more creative pressures. I think you're going to see a lot more aggression out of the defense. And it was one of the unspoken truths of this coaching staff is they were looking for that. They wanted to be more proactive on defense. They wanted to have fewer sustained drives, more pressure, create more turnover possibilities. So if you're Roquan Smith, if you're Buster Screen in the slot, if you're Leonard Floyd, just get ready to attack the quarterback because that's what Pagano's DNA is, and he's never, he's never, not even in Baltimore, had toys like this. What about the offensively? What's is this the receiver position? Maybe the biggest question mark. Anthony Miller's young. Uh, he's certainly got all, he's got a lot of talent. Gabriel's okay. Allen Robinson, you know, uh, is that is that a concern to you at all, Jeff? It's a concern if Allen Robinson is not healthy, and, and that's, been, that's been his issue for the last two years. Uh, he hasn't totaled 60 catches in two total seasons because of injury. But if he's healthy, they view him as a, as a bona fide number one receiver. They love Taylor Gabriel and what he brings to the offense. Taylor Gabriel would have had a far bigger season a year ago if Mitch Trubisky would have hit him on a few of those deep throws where he was just skating past mm-hmm. the defense. They like Anthony Miller, but they're not going to put a ton on Anthony Miller's plate. They're not going to expect him to be a 100-catch guy, but they want 50. They want 60 out of him. And they like a couple of the kids. They like Ridley. They like Wims. They think the wide receiver position will also be benefited by Cordell Patterson and Tariq Cohen. And just the versatility those two guys give you and being able to space them around the offense. It's not an offense that's going to be typical. Uh, the tight end position might be the weakness now, especially if Trey Burton's not healthy. Mm-hmm. But you're going to see a lot of pieces in a lot of different places, and I don't think there's ever going to be a game where a receiver has 10 or 12 catches. They want eight guys with four catches each, and they've got the roster right now to, to pull that off. You mentioned Jeff Trey Burton, the injury to him at the tight end position. When he's healthy, he's incredibly good, great athleticism, and can make a lot of different plays. The other backup tight end who might see more playing time early on, if he can stay on the field, is Adam Shaheen. I mean, this is it for him, right? He, he's got to be out there. He's got to show that he can at least stay on the football field to have a shot at getting another contract. One of the reasons that the Bears went, went DEFCOM 1 on the preseason this year is because of how devastated they were about the Adam Shaheen injury in the preseason last year. And they realized that was a guy I heard nothing but laudits about all summer last summer. They were going to unleash him on the NFL, and he never got healthy for a game last year. 
they expect huge things from Shaheen. Now, we've heard this before. Shaheen has trouble staying healthy. It was a big uptick in competition from where he was in college to the pro game. So it's all wait and see with Shaheen. But the ability is there. And, man, if he can stay on the field, he is a matchup nightmare for almost every team he's going to face because that size, that speed inside, there's just few guys like him. Hmm. What does Nagy need to see out of Trubisky? I like him better than Trent. I think you guys have your franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. I love the fact that he can extend plays when he's with his legs. I'm like, he's dangerous when he's running the football when something's not there. How many touchdowns would you like in, in a perfect world? Would, uh, would Nagy like to see out of his now third-year signal caller? How many more steps does Trubisky have? And is he, you know, maybe, I don't think he's the biggest question mark. Again, I like the kid. But what does Nagy need to see out of him in order for this team to get where a lot of people think it can get to. Well, one thing on the Trubisky get-where-they-can-get-to issue, if, if Cody Parkey makes a field goal last year against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Bears are going to L.A. last year to play a team they just pummeled a month earlier. This team could have been in the Super Bowl last year with Trubisky playing the way he played that entire season. I think Nagy's looking for a 20% improvement. I think he's looking for him to take a step up with the playbook, get come more comfortable with the calls, get more comfortable with the offense. But I wouldn't go crazy about the touchdown numbers, and there's a reason for that. If you look at the Mahomes 50 touchdowns, go look at how many touchdowns he threw from inside the five-yard line. The Bears are never going to be that team. Right. Yeah, they'll throw the ball occasionally down there, but they went out and got one of your boys from Iowa mm-hmm. to come in here, and Iowa State to be specific. I don't want to tick off half your audience. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, they yes. Went out and got, they went out and got a guy from the state of Iowa to come to come in here and be the bulldozer down around there. And in Chicago in December, you're not throwing the ball around the goal line. Uh, that's just not good point. part of the DNA. Yep, good I point. Not, yeah, I do not think that Nagy will, will evaluate Trubisky based on numbers. It's just sort of not the way of a Bears quarterback. He'll evaluate, Nagy, he'll evaluate Trubisky based on how this offense executes. And I think the numbers they'll look at is they can't be a middle-of-the-pack 17th or 18th rated offense. They've got to get up there around 10 or 12. You pair that with a number one or number two defense, and that's a Super Bowl team. Now, I've fallen victim to this. The the Bears running back that comes in, you get excited. I had a Neil Anderson jersey right after my Walton Peter one. I, I had a Curtis Enos jersey. I R- Rashad, Rashad Salam. Salam. Yes, I went down that route and had the 31. Seen this before, and people get excited for the new running back coming in. This does feel different. The fan base, the way that they have already gravitated David Montgomery, we know it here, and maybe it's just because of we know David Montgomery. Does it seem different just... He has already been wrapped around the, the love for him in Chicago even before he's t- played a snap in the regular season. The most modern uh, example of a guy who had a prolific rookie year and then sort of petered out was Anthony Thomas, who mm-hmm. came in and, and the A-train had a great rookie year, but there was always this feeling that there was a limitation to him. Well, David Montgomery doesn't have those limitations. And I thought there was something very telling about giving him a couple of carries and a couple of catches in that first preseason Done. game and then getting him off the field as fast as you possibly mm-hmm. could. He is going to be involved in this offense in the, in the almost exact same way. Go look at Kareem Hunt's tape in Kansas City. They are going to hand this kid the ball. They are going to throw this kid the ball. He is going to be the number one back in Chicago. Now, maybe he doesn't get 20 carries week one, which is tomorrow already. Maybe it's week three. But this organization has rallied behind this guy, and I think one of the things 
that has stood out to me is just how many people around the team talk about how he's already assumed a leadership role within the offense. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I, first of all, you know, if he's courtesy in this, it'll just break everybody's heart. Mm, yes. but, but a lot of the guys who have come into Chicago came in in different eras. This kid's coming in in an era where the running back's not expected to be the star of the offense anymore, and in very rare cases is. I think he's going to be the star of this offense, and I think it's going to happen quickly. I think he's got a chance to be rookie of the year. I do. There's, I mean, I think that much of him. Uh, he's got a good offensive line in front of him. You know, that's another maybe underrated aspect of this Bears team is the O-line, especially the interior with Daniels Whitehair, who they just uh, re-upped, and they should, and Kyle Long, even Massey on the outside. This offensive line's good. Tell me if you're a defensive tackle. And you've got Daniels, Whitehair, and Massey coming at you in the middle. And then David Montgomery, who might have been the most difficult player to tackle in college football last year, following those guys up the gut. This team is in a weird era where it's throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. The Bears offense has a a look right now to be a bully, to come at you and really attack you in the middle of your defense. And I think you're going to see a little bit of that tomorrow night against the Packers. Packers were a terrible run defense Mm -hmm. a year ago. They've made improvements uh, this offseason, but you know, you never know know where those improvements will be this early in the season. I think the Bears are building a bully behind their offensive line, and they are going to let Mitch Trubisky play off the success of the run game. A lot of short passes. I don't think they want him dropping into five- and seven-step drops and surveying the field. That's not how this offense operates, and it's not how Andy Reid's ever operated. So, no, I, I think you're right. I, I think that the strength of this offense is the middle of the offense, and that is the two guards, the center, and, I, and effectively the tailback. Going to be a fun one to kick it off. I, I'm struggling, even as a Bears fan, though, with this first game. We've seen in recent history the Super Bowl champ gets that first Thursday night game. I get it because of the NFL celebrating their 100th year, but something just feels off about it. I wanted the Bears to earn this game, I guess. Well, I mean, we can't attach rhyme or reason to why the NFL does anything anymore. I mean, it's, true. it's all completely random. It's all cash-driven. <laughs> Is this game going to do a better rating than any other game would do in this slot? Not really. Um, I think that if the Bears were not a 12-4 and team a year ago, there is no chance they'd be in this spot right now. But they had an opportunity to put Aaron Rodgers and a very popular national team, which is the Chicago Bears, in this spot. Then they could just slide the Patriots into Thursday night where Bob Kraft's offseason won't get the same amount of coverage. <laughs> Good point. And they, yeah. can sort of, they can, and they can take a step back and soak it in in Chicago in beautiful weather tomorrow night. It's... Listen, I, I, I don't like Thursday Night Football. Um, I think there's too much primetime football. For me, football is about waking up and, the, and Sunday morning and having your coffee and listening to the radio and getting ready for that, that early afternoon game. And unfortunately, the way the NFL is built now, if you're a good team, you only get that five or six times a year. Jeff Hughes, so, DeBear- oh, sorry, Jeff, go ahead. No, 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 no. You can cut me off. I have nothing else. <laughs> uh, Jeff Hughes from the Bears blog. Last thing, Jeff. Uh, 12 and 4, 11 and 5. Where do you have this team season record wise? I think they take a game or two step back because the schedule is tougher, but I think they win the division around 11 and 5. I see them as the two seed. I think, I think New Orleans has a, has a good year mm-hmm. and holds that one seed, but. Listen, uh, for the first time since I've been doing the Bears blog, which is now 14 years, I picked the Bears to win the Super Bowl. I think 
that we're setting up for a Super Bowl with the high-powered Chiefs offense wow. against the Great Bears defense, and I just think that's a great Super Bowl. It's, and if we get it, we'll be very lucky. We really will, because it would certainly move the needle here in Des Moines with uh, to the east of us, oh, five yeah, hours away, well, and to the south true. of us. Oh, my God, be that's huge. That's true. Jeff, look forward to talking to you in the weeks to come. Thank you, Jeff Hughes. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you. Jeff Hughes, TheBearsBlog.com. Chiefs, Bears, sign me up. Go Can Bears. we just take that right now? Fast forward to February? No, I don't want to do that. No, no? No, I don't want to do that. If I could get that. That'd be a hell of a Super Bowl. Oh, yes, it would. Can the Bears stop Pat Mahomes? Super Bowl this week? Huh? Or this year? Is in? Uh, do you know? No, yes. It's Miami. Miami. Well. Remember the last time the Super Bowl was in Miami and the Bears were there? Yeah, it rained the whole Poor. time, and Peyton Manning beat the Bears he and Rex did. Grossman. The worst quarterback to start a Super Bowl game. Worse than Boy, he's got to be there. Trent Dilfer. Well, Dilfer got a Super Bowl ring. He did. He had pretty good defense. So this, uh, 52 other guys also got a ring on that team. Yeah, maybe. Grossman maybe. was okay that season, though. He much maligned. Right. Did, how many games did Orton play? <sighs> that season? Because Orton's rookie year is when they went 15-1. Uh-huh. And yeah. And he did nothing. I don't remember. Um, yeah, it's got to be. It's, it's if he's not, then I don't. I I want to know who is. A lot Pey- of people... Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl, he wasn't very good. No, but he's still Peyton Manning between the years. It worked. It he did. did. He he was able to make the throw that helped win that game. Only needed one out of him. Mm-hmm. It's all they got <laughs> with out that of defense. So they got it. Uh, we'll take a time out, come back and finish the hour. Busy in the 11 o'clock hour. Kenny White, we're going to head to Vegas, KennyWhiteSports.com. David Kaplan is here. More Chicago talk coming up. And Bill Bender from the Sporting News, he's their National Football College, college football national correspondent. Uh, and we will talk to Bill Bender about 11.40. Miller and Condon, it's 10 minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 14.6.org. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. I want to tell you about Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry. A couple of locations on the eastern side of uh, Polk County. Uh, East 29th Street in Des Moines and 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. If you've moved to that part of the uh, city or you're new to the area or simply forgot who your dentist was, it's been so long, uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller. General Dentistry, Cosmetic Dentistry, Restorative Dentistry. Find them online, fullerdental.net. You can fill out the patient forms in advance so your uh, stay in the office, well, well, we need you 30 minutes before your appointment to fill out all the paperwork. You can have it done and completed by the time you get there. Fuller Dental.net, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, and 2822 uh, East 29th Street in Des Moines. Is it your concern when you look at this Bears team? Yeah. Like it would be my. I, I think your receivers are pedestrian. I'm hopeful that Allen Robinson, now another year removed from that bad knee injury that he had, that he's a guy that can be an 80 catch guy, 80 catches, and the big plays. And that's mm-hmm. Allen Robinson's game is the big right? plays. Yep. He's. He's not your consistent, going to catch 8 to 10 balls every week. That's not who he is. But make a couple of big plays, that type of thing. He gets up to 80. Gabriel is average at best. Yep. I think Anthony Miller's got a chance. I got to see it. Yeah. I, I got to see it. Gone to through this route way too Certainly many times. Certainly well thought of it, Memphis. Yeah. Peavy shut him down in the Liberty Bowl. He, he did. He, he shut him completely down. Trey Burton's injury does have me really concerned. Yeah, though. That, that tight end position could be uh-huh. bad. Without Burton out there, Shaheen can give you absolutely nothing because he's never healthy. Right. And all of a sudden you're talking about 
a bad position. Not just, well, you know, they're average at that spot. No, bad at tight end. Zach Miller saying, take me out to the ball game over the weekend. Did he? Wrigley, yes. Yeah. Uh, Sunday or Monday, one of those two days. Boy, that was a gruesome injury. Was that in New Orleans? I think it was in New Orleans. Is that where that was? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, gruesome. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I look at. Uh, I think you got a decent quarterback. There'd be a lot of twenty-one, eighteen, seventeen, something yes. like that games with this team. I just don't see that yet. And maybe it's David Montgomery. Maybe it's thirty-two. Because mm-hmm. and and you know Jeff Hughes makes a good point. When they get down and it's December and they've got the uh, you know first and goal from the seven, they're not looking to throw the ball. No, no. They're going to line up and run the ball down your throat. Kenny White will join the program next as we kick off a busy hour number two. KennyWhiteSports.com. Off to Vegas we go. Uh, we'll head back to Chicago. David Kaplan joins the fray at about 11.20. And then Bill Bender from the Sporting News. We will go around college football with Bill Bender. We have another hour to go. Hope you can spend, us, uh, spend it with us. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.